0: the latest episode of Metcast, the official podcast of Manchester Metropolitan University. With the new year now in full swing, many of us will be fully focused on improving our health. Whether it's a new exercise regime, giving up smoking, or trying to eat better, when a new year comes round, adopting healthier ways of living becomes a priority for many. But despite the well-intentioned January health kits, we are still battling a national health crisis, with more and more people being diagnosed with obesity, diabetes and other chronic illnesses year on year. And as we enter 2022 and continue to grapple with the impacts of the COVID-19 pandemic, the state of health in the UK has never been a more significant topic. In this episode, we will be talking to Professor Bill Ollier from the Manchester Metropolitan University Institute of Sport about some of the biggest health challenges we face as a nation. We will also hear some of the recommendations he outlines in his new book, Saving Sick Britain, around what needs to be done to tackle these issues and improve quality of life in the UK. So Bill, can you tell us about the general state of health in the country at the moment and explain not only why we're facing such big issues, but how the COVID-19 pandemic has had an impact?
1: The UK is a country teaching on, on the brink of yet another disaster, really. And, and this is one where our wonderful national health system um, is increasingly incapable of, of coping with the with the multitude and the, the legions of chronically ill people who come through its doors every day uh, with advancing multimorbidity. By that mean by that, I mean people who have multiple conditions, comorbidity uh, and, of course, accompanying that a decreasing quality of life. And so the point that struck us really was that um, that although life expectancy has been increasing year on year, although it's plateauing now uh, and it may even have gone down a little bit now with, with COVID. But although life expectancy has been increasing the gap between the length of life and the quality of life has not been closing at all. If you look at those as, as two uh, curves, they're not coming any closer together. They're staying um, just as far apart. If anything, they're going wider apart. And at the heart of that, really, of this failure, it's a complex issue. And it includes a whole number of things. Uh, The ones that people will probably be aware of are the inequality and poverty uh, in various parts of society. Um, Inadequate education, perhaps poor housing, poor nutrition, sedentary behaviours. You could also legitimately say a failing public health and disease prevention infrastructure. the ever more stressful lives that we have day to day, and the the unhealthy exposures of of levels of alcohol, cigarette smoke, and and pollution. The list goes on. There's probably a lot more. So this really, um, in a composite way, is increasingly making the health of our population more fragile. And it's been very clearly demonstrated by the devastating impact of the COVID-19 pandemic, where if you look at the, the, the death rates, uh, they are staggeringly higher in people with existing long-term conditions. If you look at um, diabetes or respiratory conditions like COPD or cardiovascular disease, or people who've got obesity, they are much, much, much more uh, higher in those groups of people. What we've got is a population that's increasingly unhealthy uh, to the point where, you know, it, it, it's, it's making the, the, the health system unsustainable in terms of the amount of money and time it takes up. But actually, we're becoming much sicker as a population and much uh, less able to deal with any infection that comes along. But whether it's influenza, but that's certainly been the case With COVID 19.
0: One thing you've mentioned and that you talk about in the book is the inequality we see around the country when it comes to health. Um, Why is this? Can you talk a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah, if you look, we've all been very aware of what we call postcode lottery medicine, really. And, And one thing that people are focused on is that actually, even our survival in terms of treatment, you know, even when we're sick, there's a variation depending on where you are in the country, uh, and but actually it goes much deeper than that because it's not just how where you live depends on how well or well you know, or, or how you're going to be treated. And um, actually, it also goes deeper into the fact of, of of how long you might live, and this clearly goes back to the factors that I was talking about. Uh, you know we know there is a, a north-south divide in terms of, of of life expectancy, but even within cities. So if you go down to London, there are areas and pockets within London or the southeast where there is great deprivation, and that strongly correlates with poorer life uh, chances, with a shorter life expectancy, and um, of course a shorter health expectancy as well so all of this when you look at the the data and we go into that when you look at public health data uh, even within cities um, depending on their level of deprivation uh, and their level of of, um, social and educational exclusion that will relate massively to Um, the prevalence of certain diseases and these are the the common chronic conditions that we're talking about in this book cancers respiratory conditions diabetes cardiovascular disease and it's strongly related to obesity as well and smoking and you know people think um if people are poor they will they will they will be malnourished and they won't be obese it's the absolute opposite you know um when you have very little money um the the only type of food that probably you can buy to feed your family is very high in calorie but probably quite low in nutrients you know we're buying white bread we're buying um you know foods that are high in fat and sugar and so it it it, it, obesity mirrors deprivation Uh, And so all of these things are playing into this.
0: In the book, you've made many recommendations about how we can reform health in the UK, including redefining what we mean by health and creating what you call a National Health Society. Can you talk about this?
1: So what we've done in our book, we define health, what we mean by health in a slightly different way. We define it in a much broader way. Not 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 by just the absence of disease, we define health as being the satisfaction of all human needs. Whether this is having a you know a satisfactory roof over your head, or having access to the, the right type of nutrition, or an education that explains the basis of staying healthy, um, or explaining about the roots leading to a premature ill health. So a fresh look. Is needed at public health. Um, that's definitely required, and and this should be where public health or population health um, is focusing on delivering very clear prevention interventions to the population before they become sick. At the moment, we only um, really um, interact with any part of the health service, whether it's our GP or hospital um after the event you know it's 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 when we become sick it's always a reactive process not a proactive process so we think it should become much much more proactive we should be engaging when we're still healthy to make sure that we get the right advice and the right interventions to keep us healthy so the second point that we make is to say that the focus of staying well and disease prevention should be at the centre of every aspect of life. Um, this should be at an institutional level um, with the government and the way that society is organised. We, um, we should have health on both the national and community risk registers. We should be having surveillance in this all the while. Um, health as opposed to ill health. health. Should be the responsibility of somebody very high up in government, like the deputy prime minister. And whether it's the treasury or the business secretary or the energy or the industrial strategy or transport or urban planning, anything, education curriculum, delivery of social care and welfare, housing, recreation, it all needs to to have health on its agenda. It needs to consider any impact on what it might be doing on the health of the population and how it can improve it. So um, in addition to central and, and local government, there's equally a role for communities and employers, charities, uh, even professional sports clubs and, and, and local organisations to be health-focused in what they do. Uh, And lastly, I think we, we, in our book we make the case for embracing new technological advances, uh, whether they offer the potential for measuring and understanding our health better or taking advantage of longitudinal health records and biological sample screening for factors that inform inform us how unhealthy we are or how we might become unwell. So those pillars really underpin uh, a country increasingly focused on staying well Um, and so that's why we say in the end that we all need a national health society
0: thank you for listening to the latest episode of metcast the official podcast from manchester metropolitan university your feedback is always welcome as are much needed reviews and ratings on itunes so if you have a moment please head down and let us know what you think you can also subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast platform to hear more from bill and co-author martin you you can pick up your copy of saving sick britain from amazon now